0: Is the bliss of marriage
1: worth the hard work? Listen to Adrian Rogers. Now friend, I want to tell you, marriages are made in heaven, (laughs) but survival takes place on earth. They're no easy marriages. We have to pay the price, but I can tell you beyond the shadow of any doubt or peradventure, it is worth the price. Now I want us to think of communication as a one way road to married happiness.
0: Welcome to Love Worth Finding, featuring the profound yet practical teachings of Pastor Adrian Rogers. Communication is the way to joy, happiness, and victory. Otherwise, without it, we're headed for ruin. Communication in marriage is the highest level of intimacy. If we cannot be completely honest with each other, we'll drift apart. If you have your Bible, turn to 1 Peter 3. We'll begin in verse 10 as Adrian Rogers gives us more insight on communication in
1: marriage. In uh, 1 Peter, chapter 3, I want to share with you a passage of Scripture, uh, beginning in verse 10. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil, and his lips that they speak no guile. Let him eschew, that means hate evil, and do good, Let him seek peace and ensue it. That means to chase after it. I want to talk to you today about communication in marriage. So I thought I'd speak on the home and without specificity speak both to husband and wife because the best thing that a husband can do is to love his wife, uh, that is, as a dad, to love his wife. And the best thing that husbands and wives can do is to communicate together and to show the love of Jesus Christ in the home. First Peter chapter three is written to husbands and wives, and it has much to say about communication. Now, friend, I want to tell you, MARRIAGES ARE made in heaven, <laughs> but survival takes place on earth, and uh, we have to uh, we have to work at our marriages. Uh, they're no easy marriages. We have to pay the price. But I can tell you beyond the shadow of any doubt or peradventure. IT IS WORTH THE PRICE. NOW I WANT US TO THINK OF COMMUNICATION AS A HIGHWAY. A uh, HIGHWAY, A ROAD TO ROMANCE, OR A ROAD TO RUIN. BUT COMMUNICATION IS A HIGHWAY. I WANT TO GIVE YOU THREE POINTS uh, THIS MORNING. I WANT YOU TO THINK, FIRST OF ALL, uh, OF COMMUNICATION AS A ONE-WAY ROAD TO MARRIED HAPPINESS. AGAIN, I'VE ALREADY READ TO YOU 1 PETER chapter 3, VERSES 10-11. through 11. He that will love life, do you? And will see good days. Let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak, no guile. Now what he's talking about here is communication. Let him stew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. You see, communication is like a highway and words are like vehicles. Words Transport thoughts. Words carry feelings. And so, this communication is a way to joy and happiness and victory or ruin in our marriage. Now, the deepest craving that I have, and you have, and any individual has, if you will analyze it, is intimacy with God and with at least one other person. Someone who will know us and love us. Someone who will understand our deepest thoughts. Someone that we can truly say, truly say, that we are one with. Now, let's talk about communication. There there are five levels of communication. First of all, (laughs) there's what I want to call the frivolous level. That is, you hear people talking and they just, they talk about sports. They talk about weather. You see them on the street, how you doing, fine. Hot day, yes it is, whatever. And uh, you just, that's just frivolity. Nothing wrong with that, but uh, we do that so often. You know, if you listen, a lot of people are overheard saying nothing. Now, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the frivolous level. Now, we go a little deeper and we come to what I would call the factual level. We talk about facts and uh, what happened and what the government is doing or what the price of gasoline is. But uh, we just kind of report those facts like the newscaster uh, giving the evening news. Then the next is the fellowship level. You know, we get by beyond the frivolous and the factual. We get to the fellowship level. And the fellowship level, we begin to talk about ideas. We begin to talk about uh, judgments and so forth. And when you do that, you risk a little bit because your ideas may be controverted and somebody may not agree with your judgments. And uh, you may tend to withdraw then if, and, and drop out because you're, KIND OF FRAGILE. BUT THEN YOU MOVE TO ANOTHER LEVEL, AND THAT IS THE FEELING LEVEL. NOW, NOT ONLY DO YOU TALK ABOUT FACTS AND JUDGMENTS, BUT YOU OPEN UP, YOU SHARE YOUR HEART, YOU LET OTHER PEOPLE KNOW HOW YOU FEEL, YOUR JOYS AND YOUR SORROWS. AND THAT'S ABOUT AS FAR AS MOST OF US REALLY GET, AND THAT IS THE FEELING LEVEL. BUT THERE'S ONE MORE LEVEL, AND THAT'S WHAT I WANT HUSBANDS AND WIVES to aim for. And I truly, honestly believe, and I give this testimony to the glory of God, it is the level that Joyce and I have attained to, and it has taken years to do that, but it is the freedom level. The freedom level where you're completely free. You can open your heart, you can tell your dreams, your fears, your ideas, your joys, your failures, and you're not afraid of rejection. YOU SEE THE REASON WE DON'T WANT TO GET TO uh, THIS LEVEL IS WE'RE AFRAID IF PEOPLE REALLY, REALLY KNEW US, I MEAN REALLY KNEW US, THEY WOULDN'T RESPECT US. AND SO WE KIND OF WEAR CAMOUFLAGE WE HAVE A MASK AND WE NEVER REALLY FEEL THAT WE CAN TOTALLY, COMPLETELY OPEN UP TO SOMEONE ELSE. WELL, COMMUNICATION IN MARRIAGE IS THAT uh, LAST LEVEL. The freedom level. Now, if you don't have that freedom level in your marriage, if you're not able to share with complete honesty, total honesty, you're going to find yourself drifting apart. I heard about a couple that got a waterbed and had to get rid of it because they were drifting apart. <laughs> it's going to happen. Now, Jesus. In chapter 2 is the model. Uh, Jesus not only is the great Redeemer, He's the great Communicator. And uh, He is the model. And if you could go back to chapter 2 and look in verse 22, it speaks of Jesus and it says, Who did no sin, neither was guile found in His mouth. And it talks about the Lord Jesus Christ in His communication. How pure His speech was. And then he goes on in chapter 3 to talk to husbands and wives. Chapter 3, verse 1 says, Likewise ye wives. Chapter 3, verse 7 says, Likewise you husbands. Now notice in chapter 2 it talks about Jesus and his example with his speech. And then it just simply says, Now, wives, you do the same. Husbands, you do the same. Now the Lord Jesus, had much to say about communication. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. In the country, they say, what's down in the well comes up in the bucket. If you want to know what's in your heart or anybody's heart, listen to their words. If they're harsh words, they've got an angry heart. If they're negative words, they have a negative heart. If they're overactive words, they have a restless heart. If they're boastful words, they have an insecure heart. Filthy words, we hear so much of that, an impure heart. Critical words, a bitter heart. Encouraging words, a happy heart. Gentle words, a loving heart. Truthful words an honest heart. Jesus, our example in communication, said out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Not only from what Jesus said, but think about what the wisest man who ever lived said. What was his name? Anybody know? Solomon. I'm talking about someone other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Solomon (laughs) said in Proverbs 10, verse 19, In the multitude of words there wanteth not sin, but he that refraineth His lips is wise. (laughs) You know, many things open by mistake, but none as frequently as the mouth. (laughs) Solomon also said, A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. What I'm trying to say is this, that communication is a road and words travel that road. Now let's move to the second thing. Uh, the road, the communication road, has some roadblocks and some potholes. Now, I want to mention these, and I want you to make a little list, but I want you to see how many of these things are true in your marriage and in your life. How many of these potholes are there? How many of these barriers and blockades are on the communication road? in your marriage. Now, number one, and this is one that all of us have to deal with, and that is the difference between the sexes. Now, one of the great reasons that we have difficulty communicating in husband and wife is because uh, we're male and female. Notice in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1, likewise ye wives. And then in chapter 3, verse 7, likewise ye husbands. THERE'S MALE AND FEMALE. GOD MADE US MALE AND FEMALE. AND YOU'RE GOING TO UNDERSTAND THAT GOD MADE US DIFFERENT THAT HE MIGHT MAKE US ONE. MEN AND WOMEN AND BOYS AND GIRLS ARE WIRED DIFFERENTLY. NOW, YOU MAY NOT REALIZE THAT BEFORE YOU GET MARRIED, BUT YOUR PRIZE PACKAGE WILL BECOME A SURPRISE PACKAGE. (laughs) ONCE YOU GET MARRIED, YOU'RE GOING TO FIND OUT THERE IS AN INTRINSIC DIFFERENCE. I ASKED JOYCE, when I was preparing a message on communication. I said, Joyce, what is the biggest communication problem in marriage? She never batted an eyelash. She never hesitated. She gave one word. She said, men. (laughs) Men. And you know, she's probably right. Uh, Men and women are wired differently. Women love to communicate. Lady, you ought not to be surprised when your husband just grunts. But now here's the second difference. And you can check the first one off because we all have that one, okay? I ask you to keep score. Give yourself a negative one. All right, now, there's another difference, and that is the temperamental difference. Verse 7 says that uh, husbands are to well, dwell with their wives according to knowledge. And you need to understand that your wife has a different background, a different temperament than you have. And we all have different temperaments that is a part of our upbringing, a part of the things that we've learned, a part of our nature, and uh, we're opposites. And opposites attract. That's the reason uh, that you and your wife most likely got together with, sure, there were different uh, likenesses, but it's the opposites that attract. There's another thing uh, that uh, is a communication barrier in a pothole, and that is fear And insecurity. Remember when I talked to you about the different levels of communication? Well, friend, listen. The reason that sometimes we don't communicate is we are afraid to open our hearts up. Look in verse 8. Finally, be of one mind, having compassion, one of another. Now we hold back. And the reason we hold back is that we want the other person to think that we're really better than we are. And we're afraid if that other person really found out what we are like, who we really are, that they might not love and accept us. And after all, this is all I have, is what I have. And so I, I just have to wear that camouflage. By the way, sirs, this is why so many men find it hard to pray with their wives. A lot of men who pray still find it difficult to pray with their wives. Why? Because if it is honest prayer... You have to be transparent. And to be transparent with God, you have to be transparent with the person who's listening to you and praying with you. Hmm. Men don't mind getting the roof off. They just don't like to get the walls down. Because, again, God made man with that hard exterior. And, and man is, is uh, by nature, not as trusting as a woman. You know, women are, are so trusting. Men don't like to trust They're not as trusting. Now, they can be taken in by con artists, but that's not because uh, they're not trusting. It's just because they're not too smart. (laughs) But um, what I'm trying to say is this, that fear and insecurity keep us from communication. That may be with you. Number four, self-centeredness. Look in 1 Peter 3, verse 8. Finally, be ye of one mind. Now, if you're, if you're self-centered, uh, ego is going to cause a lack of communication. We, by nature, want to be king or queen in our own little lives, and uh, so we're so full of ego. That's the reason why we have so many arguments. Most of the arguments in the home are ego against ego. We're not trying to solve a problem. We're trying to win an argument. And no problem is too big to solve if you attack the problem rather than one another. Another, number five, is unresolved hurts. Notice again in uh, verse 8, love is brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. If you've hurt your wife, or she's hurt you, and you don't resolve that, that hurt turns to bitterness. And if you'll examine, you'll see that, that your partner has a closed spirit. And they may be living day after day after day, but there's no open communication because there's been a hurt there. You let the sun go down upon your wrath. Then number six, uh, the distractions of life. We stay so busy that we fail to work at our marriage. Verse 11 says that we are to seek peace and we are to ensue it. Don't let anything distract you from having a home, a happy home, communication. You have to work at it. Number seven, an overcrowded schedule. I mean, we're so busy today, and most homes now, both spouses work. We're going here and there, sometimes the church contributes to it. Uh, we've got to get here to soccer practice. We've got to get down to choir practice. We have the youth uh, tour. We have this thing, that thing, the men's meeting. We are just so busy that we don't have time communicate. We get wrapped up in hobbies and jobs, an overcrowded schedule. Now, do any of these fit you? I, I pray that uh, you would be wise enough to look at these things. Now, I've got to bring this to a conclusion, but let's talk a little bit about some road repair. It's time to do some road repair. Husbands and wives, Learn to be more sensitive. Look in verse 8, Finally be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful. Be courteous. Try to understand your mate. Is it really your wife that you're upset with, or what happened at work? Is she acting toward you in the afternoon because of the way you acted toward her in the morning? You know, understand the the deepest needs of an individual. You see, we need to understand the partner that we're married to. We need to be sensitive. Number two, deal with self-centeredness. Ask God to forgive you for your ego. What most marriages need is uh, two funerals and a wedding where people die to self. Number three... Resolve hurts. If there's something you have done wrong, ask forgiveness, confess it, and ask to be received back. Resolve hurts. Next, create a spirit of oneness. Find things that you can do together. Number five, keep dating. Look again in verse 10. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil, and his lips that they speak no guile. But seek peace. I mean, be active, be proactive about your marriage. Never let anybody uh, tell you to act your age. Go back and act like you did when you were teenagers. Plan some regular dates out of the house. Number six, learn to laugh. Uh, Verse 10 speaks of, of loving life and seeing good days. A merry heart does good like a medicine. Your home ought to ring with laughter, not be burned out with dry rot. Let your guard down. Lighten up. See life is full of humor. Rather than working at your marriage, maybe you ought to play at your marriage. And don't feel guilty about having a good time. And number seven, pray together. Pray together. Listen to verse seven. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, as being heirs together of the grace of life. Pray together. That your prayers be not hindered. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. In the name of Jesus, to say, I will work at communication. I'll do some road work. I will fill up some potholes. I'll get some boulders out of the way. Marriage with God. Marriage anointed by the Holy Spirit is the sweetest thing on earth the nearest and dearest and closest thing to heaven. It's really the only part of the Garden of Eden that we have left. Work at your marriage. Determine that you will communicate one with the other. Our Lord wants us to have three homes. We ought to have a family home, a church home, and a heavenly home. Jesus Christ is the key to all three. And I want to guide you in a prayer this morning. If you've never really asked Christ to come into your heart, or maybe you've asked Him, but you've never really gotten it settled by faith, I want to ask you to pray a prayer like this. Just pray out of your heart, Dear God, I'm a sinner. I'm lost. I need to be saved. I want to be saved. Jesus, I need you. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Oh, Lord Jesus, I open my heart. I receive you now as my Lord and Master. Come into my heart. Come in right now. Save me, Lord Jesus. And Lord Jesus, give me the courage to make this public In your name I pray, amen.
0: Amen. And if you've prayed to receive Jesus just now, let us celebrate with you. Go to our Find God's Love page at the website and you'll discover more insights about your newfound faith. You'll also see the opportunity to take the next steps in your walk with God. Go to lwf.org forward slash radio and click the tab that says Find God's Love. Welcome to His Forever Family. We can't wait to hear from you today. Now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message in its entirety, call 1-877-LOVE-GOD and mention the title, Communication in Marriage. You can also order online at lwf.org slash radio or write us at Love Worth Finding, Box 38600, Memphis, Tennessee, 38183. Well, thank you for studying with us in God's Word. As you continue with your day, remember these guiding words from Pastor Rogers. Marriage anointed by the Holy Spirit is the sweetest thing on earth, the nearest and dearest and closest thing to heaven. It's really the only part of the Garden of Eden we have left. Work at your marriage. Determine that you will communicate with one another. And join us next time for more from Adrian Rogers right here on Love, worth finding a pastor reached out to us not long ago and said these encouraging words after all these years dr rogers still pumps out great wisdom and truths thank you for continuing the legacy of the servant man that i never met but i've considered a mentor as a christian and pastor for many years god bless you You know, at Love Worth Finding, we are honored to be able to share these timeless teachings and exciting new resources to help you flourish in your faith. And to thank you for your gift right now, we'd love to send you our Marriage and Family Booklet Collection. This bundle features five powerful booklets that deal with marriage and family matters from a godly perspective so that you and your house might serve the Lord. Request this resource when you call with a gift today at 1-877-LOVE-GOD. Or you can give online at lwf.org forward slash radio. Once again, thanks for your generous support of Love Worth Finding.